the second reading of St. Paul to the Corinthians, my sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, ends with the following few sentences, beautifully proclaimed, thank you. Consequently, consequently, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even if we once knew Christ according to the flesh, yet now we no longer know him so. Because whoever is in Christ is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Last night, we had our storm, the first of the season. God helped them in Slidell, but thank God it went that way, not this way. We have something to be thankful for. Let's hope it keeps going that way for the rest of the season. But right now, we all know only too well two things, storms and tragedies at sea in our area. The Sea of Galilee, Lake Tiberias, it's known by both names, is a fairly shallow lake. So squalls come up very quickly in that lake, as happened in this gospel scene. So why were those men terrified who were normally fishermen by nature and by trade? Because that particular squall on that particular night was doubly dangerous and doubly violent. And so they ran scared. And they had this man in the boat of them who had just been multiplying loaves and fish and had thousands following out on the beach, screaming for more of this man called Christ. And they were his new followers. But they weren't sure who they were following. And they weren't sure who he really was. Why? Because they had not yet become a new creation in Christ. But you and I, assembled here on this 12th Sunday of ordinary time, from now until the end of November, all our Sundays are called ordinary time. Which means that all the readings at all the Masses, all of them by all the Gospels, will be from the Gospel of Mark, except for the month of July, when all the Gospels will be John chapter 6, the Bread of Life discourse, when Christ feeds the multitudes more than once, and then challenges them to believe in what they're experiencing. And you'll hear in those Gospels in July, many turned and walked away, for they could not accept him for who he was. But you and I, we are, by virtue of the wonder of the sacrament of baptism, we are that new creation who does accept Christ for who he is, and more beautifully still, allows him to accept us for who we are, the children of his loving Father. Each one of us, without distinction or exception or preference, has been created in the image of God in our soul. As God the Father loves each one of us here and all over the world, on all continents, of all types and creeds, as if each one were the only child conceived in a mother's womb. That's the immensity and intensity of our loving God. And you and I, through the grace of baptism, which comes to us because for the vast majority of us here and in most Catholic cultures, receive that sacrament as babies, we're not aware at all of the privilege being conferred on us by our parents at that moment. The moment we are baptized, we do become a new creation in Christ. For we are baptized into his death and resurrection. Both his death and resurrection. From that moment on, the challenge for you and me, which is why we have seven sacraments in the church to assist us in meeting the challenge is that throughout our lives, we will judge every situation 
and every context in which we find ourselves against the gospel values set out by Christ in the eight Beatitudes, which flow in turn from the Father's commands in the Ten Commandments. And all those Ten Commandments and all those eight Beatitudes are summed up in the very short and powerful statement. Love God the Father with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. And then, knowing where that love comes from that gave you life, love your neighbor as yourself for the love of God. And because taking all that then together, we know that our life's journey is totally different from that of others who do not yet believe for they have not yet discovered that they are a new creation in Christ. You know, and I know, that the gift my parents gave me and yours gave you, your fathers and mothers, in the sacrament of baptism is this gift. They had just given each of us life by an act of love, physical love. Now they're giving us the gift of everlasting life through the birth of spiritual love. They're instilling in us the gift of faith, and at that moment of baptism, your name and my name is written in heaven by Jesus himself in his blood. And it will not be erased until I complete this life's journey and step out of life into everlasting life. The soul instilled in this body of mine and your beautiful souls instilled in your bodies all belong to Christ through the sacrament of baptism. And your destiny is not the grave. My destiny is not the grave. It is the temporary residential area for my body, but my soul will walk into heaven to meet my risen Savior, for I have become a new creation. Now, is it that simple? Of course it's not. If it was, we wouldn't have to get up out of bed at all in the morning. But life goes on. What's important for us is to continue to try to maintain the focus of my life on Jesus on Jesus' set of gospel values. There are things that are right and will always be right. There are things that are wrong and will always be wrong. And I should have no hesitation in identifying one from the other and trying as far as possible to step into what is right and step out of what is wrong. But my human nature puts my own convenience, my own self-satisfaction, my own desires before my deeper self. And so the pull is there always, away from Christ. What is the answer? Your presence here, my sisters and brothers, in Jesus Christ of all ages, is the perfect answer. We come to Christ. We hear him speak to us at Holy Mass, straight from Scripture. Whoever speaks from that ambo, whether it was that lovely lady or me, doesn't matter. That was Christ speaking to all of us. The Word of God comes out of the voice of Christ to whoever goes to that ambo. And then he goes beyond feeding us with that word to give us back that confidence that we are that new creation. He calls us around the table. And he moves from the word to the sacrifice. And he offers us yet again what he offered the Father on Calvary. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he offers up his body and blood on the altar of sacrifice exactly as he did on that first Good Friday, which is replicated, reenacted at every Holy Mass. And then Christ does something that's way beyond my human comprehension, but nonetheless absolutely real and true and valid. 
though I can't understand it, I actually experience it at every Mass. All of us. He feeds us His glorified body and blood at Holy Communion. And so when the minister of the Eucharist, wherever they will be standing with me this afternoon, says to any of you who comes forward and says, the body of Christ, what will you say? I hope that God will hear more than that at communion time. That was, that was typical of Catholics. Just for five minutes become Baptists. When you come up for communion, somebody will say, the body of Christ, and you will say, oh, thank you, God. I thought I had put you all to sleep. When you say that, amen, my sisters and brothers in Christ, you are saying, I may not understand. I may be distracted right now. I may be suffering with struggling with pain, anxiety, worrying about exam results, whatever else goes on in my heart or mind or my world. But when I say that, amen, I mean I believe, I accept, and I will follow. And if at times you're so distracted, you say, I never thought of it that way. Sometimes neither do I. But the Holy Spirit who is dwelling in you, because that's the ultimate gift you received in baptism, is that your body and mind becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Blessed Trinity, from that moment on. And only the most serious rejection of God in what we call grave sin eliminates the Holy Spirit from my body for the time being, until I come to reconciliation in the lovely sacrament of reconciliation. But those of us who are here this evening are here because we don't want to turn away from God, we want to turn more and more to God in Christ. So at communion this evening, let your amen be amen. In fact, for the rest of the Mass, at the end of each of the few prayers left when you will answer, amen. Answer it with conviction. I believe because Christ has blessed me with the gift of being a new creation. My destiny is not the grave. My destiny, thanks be to God, and the good faith of my parents who brought me to baptism. My destiny is heaven. Amen? Amen. How beautiful. Let's stand and profess that faith. We're getting there.